Welcome everyone to the High Ground Podcast. I have a awesome panel of guests um, and or episode nine dropped. Sorry, we're getting a little bit of a late start here, but it's all good because uh, we got we got some some awesome points to start bringing out. Um, we're going to start and we also have one more person that will be joining. They're also having some technical difficulties, but I want to start by having um, everyone give us your you know your name and uh where we can find your awesome content and then just so we can get to know y'all a little bit better the question i'm going to ask so we've been seeing um we've been seeing andor in prison and he's got he's going to play in a prison break all right imagine you are in prison what other character from star wars do you want to be is is going to be your cellmate and Y'all are gonna plan a prison break. So who who are you choosing with you? Cellmate and prison break buddy. Um go to Luke first. Also, anyone in the chat, feel free to, to chime in. Um hi guys. Uh I'm Luke. I am one third of the pod ones. Uh you can find our content at the pod ones on TikTok, uh the pod ones on Twitter, and the pod ones on Instagram. I just changed them all officially today um so uh if you're looking for anything nerdy star wars lord of the rings game of thrones uh where our channel is uh and who i would want to to plan a breakout obviously cat bane because the man's done it multiple times Ooh, that's a good one i did not even think about that yeah when you were like who would you i was i my mind went straight to like i was like no not Rekha hardine because he's an ass not picking that guy (laughs) gotta go with cat bane I'm surprised you didn't pick bald Obi-Wan. Um. <laughs> you know, I was really thinking about it, but then I was like, that's, that's too, that's too obvious. You know, it's just too obvious. <laughs> awesome. Uh, how about you, uh, Suhaila? Um, that's a good question. Initially I was just cause I'm currently reading Rebel Rising, but yeah, she is, she, she does have, experience Oh, you know with- uh, real quick, your audio is cutting in and out a little bit. Um, can I get you to hop into the settings and disable uh, the... Um, try disabling the, the noise suppression. I think that might do it. And we lost Chaco to the other world. I don't know what, what happened. That was weird. Um all right, hopefully she'll be back. Um, K Stanzi. Also, let me know what you want me to call you. But yeah, we'll have you. Uh, we'll have you give give yours. Who are you? Where can we find your content? And who are you breaking out of prison with? Um, hi, K Stanzi. Uh, you can call me K Stanzi or just K. It's fine. Um, and I'm at the channel uh, K Stanzi, uh, where I chiefly make videos of me fighting um, toxic Star Wars fans. And tell them that they're being stupid. Uh, in as the good nice fight. language as I can. <laughs> Fighting fight the good fight, man. Fight I the appreciate good fight. It. The underdog yeah. fight. Um, and I originally was going to say Hondo, but you know what? Uh, upon thinking about it, Hondo will absolutely use me as a sacrificial lamb to get out of jail. <laughs> so I'm going to change my answer to uh, what I see in the chat of uh, Young Jones, if I'm saying that correctly. Chopper, that's got to be. That's got to be the G right there. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be my definite answer. He's he's a ride or die. You know, that is true. 
he's a, a rolling me. Swiss Army death machine. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> highest kill count in Star Wars. Yes. But I would also say uh, the I forget what triple uh, zero. He I think triple zero um, is a little bit more dangerous than Chopper. Yeah, but trip tri- tri- would absolutely murder me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, good job. High five. And then then I would get electrocuted uh, and and die. Uh, But yeah, uh, Suhaila, can we get yours? Yes. Um, Is my audio still cutting in and out? Yeah, it, it's just I think at parts when you speak quietly, it's it wasn't picking it up. It has okay. like a noise gate is what it, it sounds like to me. I tried it. There's a for I tried turning that off, but I'm not sure to help. Um, yeah, so turn on both noise suppression and, and echo, and then that should do it, I think. Um, but yeah, and while she's turning that off, let's see here. Um, how it says EGG? That's right. Oh, I thought, I, thought that <laughs> I had no idea what that meant. No, I he was trying to. He was trying to do Frank. He was trying to do Frank. I, 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 I would you like okay. an egg in this trying time? That, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking okay. like, it can't be an egg. There's got to be a droid named EGG, right? Yeah, I was trying to <laughs> figure it out myself. Would that be? <laughs> but no, he's just Danny DeVitoing. Okay. okay. Respect it. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's always uh, sunny. It's a great show. Young also said Sabine. Uh, Sabine yep. would be would be a great one. Um, I agree with that. So Chillin went with the Honda Onaka. Um, and you know, but what we did we did mention that uh, that may not be the the wisest choice. Um, hmm. Let's see here. Purple Lawn just says, "What's up, Chaco and company? Hello there. Nice to see you." And, uh, yeah, so it, it looks like, uh, so it's having trouble hearing us now. So, um, it's, it feels like it might be permissions based, but, uh, let's, let's see. So I think after this though, cause I've had people with, with different issues, um, and, and uh, this software might be more temperamental. So uh, coming next week, we're going to switch back and be more more manual-based. Um, so we're going back to video.ninja where we can have more control over everything. Uh, let's see. I have died in the forest. Thank you, uh, Pep. Five bucks. Drop in love. I choose Quinlan Voss. Fantastic. Um Fantastic choice. Oh my um, god. I, I tried to ignore the first time they said that. <laughs> but, dude, what did I do to you? <laughs> Compare me to Star Wars theory. Hey, it's all, when I first joined, people told me I, I, I look like black Star Wars theory. Um <laughs> No, I was like, I was like, can I just, no. can I just be me? You know, no, I, I don't know. No, that didn't happen. Guy, um, <laughs> there's no um, way. Uh, yeah, I, I'm and, hoping you mean it in a positive manner. But yeah, no, no, Chillin, Chillin does. Chillin definitely, Chillin definitely does mean it positively. So it's, it's no, no shade. Um, yeah. 
people also mistake me for Zephy, who's a comic book creator, but uh, oh, that okay. that one that one did feel more racially motivated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the attempt at a compliment, my guy. Yes. Uh, all right, we're back. Third time's a charm. Let's see. Can you hear us? <laughs> Better being told you look like shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, true. All right. We appreciate it. Um, and it, no, we cannot hear you. And whoo, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, we'll we'll have to have you. I mean, we'll we'll have to you know kind of keep keep going here. But if you wanted to take a few more tries at different browsers. Um, or anything like that, then or different settings that that might help. If you can, um, if you can, uh, you know, click the settings icon again and go back to audio. Just make sure that you have the correct audio inputs and outputs selected. Right? It probably says default. Hmm. Okay. Well, if you can't hear me, I can't explain it. <laughs> Um, all right. If, uh, Luke, are you typing what I was saying? Perfect. Appreciate it. Um, so we will go ahead and start to get into it though. And hopefully Allegra's, um, it will be also hopping in soon. Um, apologize about the trouble, but yeah, getting into, uh, and to this episode, first quick non-spoilery. Um, I know Luke took you a while to get into the series. Um, okay, it took you a while to start watching it. Um, how how are you guys feeling? Uh, rock paper. No, scissors. you go first. Okay. No, you go, go first. Go okay, go okay. <laughs> you you go. All right. So um, I did get into it late just because I waited for the first three episodes. Um, because I, I made a video on this, but it's it felt very much a little bit weird when they said, hey, you know, you thought we were only giving you two episodes. We're actually giving you three. And to me, that sets off alarm bells of like they're doing this for a reason. And the reason being is that you kind of needed the first three episodes to finish the intro storyline. Mm -hmm. um, so that led me to believe, OK, this is more of a binge watch thing. This is not a weekly episode type thing. And I still think for the most part that that's right, that it's mostly done in arcs. Um, and I made an analogy in a, a really, oh, hello, we have a other guest there. Um, welcome Hi. in. Um, hello. So my, my analogy of the thing I would do to chiefly improve Andor is to release it the way that Arcane did in arcs, in parts. Um, so that way you get the full impact of the story they're trying to tell and have those certain breakpoints um, to still fuel like the speculation that gets viewers up. Because, you know, in the Internet age, you know, you can't just give us the whole story because then you have two days of hype. You got to break it up into eight parts so you have eight weeks of hype. Um, but I think that would have been the best midground to release it in arcs. But now that I'm invested, now that I've seen a lot of it in this bunch, I'm in enjoying the absolute hell out of it awesome uh love to hear it love to hear it um uh allegra so i was asking 
basically overall thoughts, not not too spoilery, but on Andor and on the episode, uh, because I haven't gotten to hear to hear you talk about it yet. Uh, but I, if you could, yeah. if you could also <laughs> include where we can find you and your awesome content. Oh sure. Um, so hi, I'm Allegra. Um, sorry about my difficulties getting on tonight. I tried my laptop and everything; it just nothing was working. But uh, I, you can find me at TikTok at Allegra Bree, A L L E G R A B R E E, and then TikTok. Uh, sorry, Instagram is Allegra underscore Bree. Perfect. And yeah, what what is your uh, your quick thoughts on Andor and on this episode? thoughts um wait on andor yes i totally thought we were talking tales of the jedi (laughs) (laughs) oh i am so sorry yes i mean they're both relevant right now they are my brain processed the wrong okay oh yeah Andor slash tales of the jedi so i was prepared on one um, all right. So are, are you, um, are you caught up on Andor at all? Honestly, I'm not. It was a really busy week. I'm so sorry. Okay. No, no, no worries at all. No worries at all. Don't um, no. day. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well then <laughs> we will, uh, uh, get your, your quick thoughts on, on Tales of the Jedi. Go for it. Okay. So, um, I mean, I like it. The episodes are way too short. Like they're just so ridiculously short and I kind of feel like it retold and we're not giving spoilers, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be vague. Um, as a person who loves to read the books, I feel like it kind of retold some of the stories from the books, but watered down. And I like the accessibility, uh, you know, for the people that aren't interested in reading the books or, you know, can't read the books um, to kind of tie it all in together, but it kind of just watered down a lot of those scenes and slightly changed some of them. And I just feel like I love that we have another animated show. I just wanted more from it. The yeah, episode was just, there wasn't a lo- enough like meat. You know what I mean? It's like you get really invested in the story and then like the episode's over and you're like, oh, well, okay. It was just enough to whet your appetite, but not enough to satisfy you. And that's that, that was yeah. my feelings of it. Um, all right. Uh, so Halo's back. And hopefully we got something good. Yeah. Um, I really think of, of Andor. Uh, and, and yeah, it looks like we're still having some audio issues. It's a little robotic and, and broken up. Try uh, speaking to us like we're a drive through a Burger King with a really shoddy walkie talkie. You got to yell <laughs> for the microphone to pick it up. Well, question. If you're working on your laptop right now, I know a lot of your TikTok videos are filmed using your, um, your Apple, you know, uh, headphones. Are you able to plug those in and you could use those headphones in that microphone that should still be able to work. Okay, I don't want to give that a try. <laughs> Sorry, I did. I tried to switch. It's nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, um, if if that's the case, then you know maybe maybe we can bring you back for for next week if if you're available um, able for that. 
Um, Luke, if you want to shoot that message over gotcha. there. Uh, appreciate it. All right. And um, yeah, just um, let's let's go ahead and do our, our hit on um, Tales of the Jedi. And then um, and then after that, if Larry wants to hop off or anything, then, then she absolutely can't. But we'll, we'll talk that first. If, yeah. if that works for everyone. Good. Feel that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Perfect. So Tales of the Jedi, the big question I have is, um, you know, Allegra mentions that it just it wasn't quite enough. I felt the same way. What do you think it's uh, the best thing about it was? And where do you think the best, um, the biggest missed opportunity um, was for the show? Uh, we'll, go, we'll go to Luke first. Um, so I can kind of understand where the sentiment is, is that they were too short. Um, but I feel like with the time restraints that they were, like the, the basic of the stories are, they are supposed to be seen in three, like just like uh, how Kay was talking about and or being in three parts, right? We got three Dooku stories, which is one arc, one telling of a story, and then Ahsoka story, which is kind of a little bit more choppy, in my opinion. I feel like the Dooku stuff was way more, A, fleshed out, and B, like, to be honest, I found Dooku a lot more interesting because besides Dooku Jedi Lost, like, there's no other, like, real Dooku content. Besides, I mean, he was in the Clone Wars, yes. But, like, we never got a deep dive into his character. And to see him go and, like, take, uh, like, go to the Jedi Temple and erase Kamino, erase, like, all of these things was, like, so interesting to me. And um, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I think yeah. my biggest gripe would be that sixth episode. Uh, just because... I think they could have chose a different story to tell with Ahsoka. Like, I would have rather have seen her, like, after her uh, saber battle with, with Vader. Like, I would have... I think that could have been a lot better. Um, but that's, that's what I'm... That's what I'm... Uh, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, and I can, I can definitely uh, see and, and feel that. Um, and, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, how about you, Stanzi? <clears throat> um... So I actually just posted a video about this about an hour ago. <laughs> um, so my biggest thing about Tales of the Jedi and about the big question um, about the Ahsoka novel being canon or not, and this is actually something I was really excited to talk about you if I had the chance. I'm glad I do, Chaco, um, is because respectfully, uh, I disagree with your opinion about like bringing the canon into it because I don't think the canonicity of the novel matters. Um, as much as the issue of BIPOC eraser. Um, because here's the thing, is that a lot of creators I've seen are really trying to tell how it's okay, both can be candid, both can be enjoyed, we can all live together in harmony, and I think that is the wrong conversation. Because even though they may not technically be the same story, they serve the same narrative purpose. What was Ahsoka doing after the Clone Wars uh, before we see her in Rebels? And same basic structure of, okay, she's hiding out under a fake name. Um, she finds an Inquisitor. She beats their ass. And then she teams up with Bail Organa. <laughs> it's the, the purpose is there. So if a casual fan 
wants to know what happened in that gap, they have two options that serve essentially the same purpose. Um, they can either see the way more accessible 15-minute shorts, or they can go read a 350-page novel. Now, more often than not, I think they will go for shorts than the novel. But what sucks is that the shorts do not have the representation and the novel did. That just sucks. Like, that's, that's like, it just sucks that the more yeah. accessible thing that people are going to go more towards to see this obvious gap in the timeline is a thing that doesn't have the positive representation. And that's not me saying the shorts are bad. I just think that it sucks that that's the situation we're in. In terms of uh, Dooku, I thought it was absolute gold every minute that I saw him. It gave me what I wanted from the Dooku Lost novel, which I actually really didn't like because I wanted to see all the stuff of like him starting to interact with Sidious, him starting to you know, go into the dark side and do the bad stuff that we set up in the prequels. They gave us none of that in the, in the Jedi Lost novel. And the audio drama, and I was super pissed about it. But these were amazing. Obviously, it would have been cool if they were longer. But I thought everything we got there, absolute gold. Uh, Yaddle went out like a G. Um, <laughs> and I absolutely loved every second of that fight. Um, great way for her to be written off. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was interesting is we did get the, you know, the final confirmation that uh, Palpatine officially did have both Dooku and Maul under him at the same time, um, you know, breaking the rule, the rule of two, because uh, when he erases, you know, Kamino, that means that that plan had already started. He was already Darth Tyrannus at that point in time. So I thought that was really interesting. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I fully agree with you. Uh, as as far as you know, whether or not you know the book is, is is canon, still you know I still have that same thought. But but what you said was absolutely right. If we only get representation in these books, and they choose to bring a story from one of those books, um, either the same exact story or just something that serves the same narrative purpose, and it has all the same ingredients except none of the representation. That's crappy. Yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not a fan of that. Um, and I, yeah, I think there's ways they can do better, but I believe uh, well, people have been pretty, pretty damn loud about it. So I, I don't <laughs> foresee that um, being, you know, a continual. Another thing I'll say is I felt like he and uh, Dave Filoni said that these were kind of like thoughts in, in his head, things that he jotted down on airplanes and meetings, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. um, I think because of that, they, like you guys said, they they were lacking in structure. And while we got somewhat of an arc with Dooku, even his arc was kind of truncated. You know what I mean? We didn't get his actual fall. Um, and, and I think they could have told two people's stories who left the order and i think they could have ended one on dooku bleeding his lightsaber and then end the other on ahsoka purifying a lightsaber you know saying they're out of the order but this is going yeah. dark this one's going light and i think that, that one, you could tie all six together not that would yeah. have been so good just yeah. just give me plagueis <laughs> <laughs> just give me Plagueis. It like like literally when like 
to me, watching that fourth episode and when a certain thing happens between two characters, I'm like, okay, this fits. Like, you could put the events of some things of Plagueis that you could get rid of because obviously Master and Brennus, all these things. But, like, the main part of it is that at one point, Plagueis talks to both Dooku, Sifo-Dyas, and Qui-Gon all in one room. Just yeah. make his story. Just to, just retell the story in a different way so that it makes canon. Just do it. Please, for the love of God. It was an, a very yeah. awkward dinner, but I loved that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like... He go yeah. to mask. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, how about you, um, Allegra? I know we kind of covered a lot of what you said, but um, any any further thoughts on the best parts and, and the worst parts, uh, what you would do differently? Absolutely. I actually wanted to kind of address what um, you all brought up. So about the... Actually... Oh, there's comments. And I guess I can't, I've never done this before, so I, I don't think I can respond to the comments with text, but um, not from someone a phone. said, let's see, I feel like Dooku didn't fully become Tyrannus until he ended Yaddle. And like, I feel like that, I, I liked getting to see his like crossover point, kind of like you got to see Anakin's, you know, like in the Jedi Temple, like that was fully like where he committed to the dark side and really fully turned, right? And I liked getting to see that. But yeah, I agree that it was too choppy. Um, it just it, nothing tied in. And with Ahsoka, I haven't read the Dooku novel um, yet. Eventually, I will. But the Ahsoka novel, like I said, they kind of watered down a lot of those scenes. And I didn't know how how much detail we could give, right? But they did take out of a lot of representation. But beyond that, they did it in a really weird way that they didn't have to. Um, and it kind of feels like they're trying to, like, ride this line between um, giving her all this new content with this show, like someone else mentioned in the comments. Like, they are gearing up for this Ahsoka show, but at the same time, like, they featured Ahsoka in another show, so, like, give us content. Um, and that final scene with the Inquisitor, right, if... I'm assuming she's only done that once and that was at the end of her novel. And of course that's how she got her new lightsabers as we all know. And I, yeah, I would have loved to see her purify those crystals and see that scene, but it just felt so rushed and choppy. And like, you had no, I like, even though I knew what was going on because I'm like, these are scenes from the book. I still had no idea. I was like, okay, is this that scene or is this another thing that's happening? And it was just like, none of it really flowed to me. And like, even yeah. though these are supposed to be shorts, I think it still has to flow in a storyline. And it really didn't. It just looked like we're seeing random scenes out of their life. And Dooku's definitely flowed better. Um, but we didn't get a lot. And I know someone mentioned, was it, was it you, Chaco, who mentioned uh, that Sidious breaks the rule of two, right? And, like, that's that's always amused me about him because he gets around it. He, like, almost lies to himself and calls them acolytes and tries to, like, pit them against each other in a way um, or hides them from each other. So it appears as though he's following the rule of two. Um, and only one is the official apprentice, kind of like with the emperor's hands. Like, officially, he only has one emperor's hand. They just don't know about each other, you know? Um, so I find that really interesting of him and just kind of shows how 
much more manipulative he really is that you don't see a lot. And I did like that they included that, like when he was like, you know, now you're my apprentice, basically. Um, where before it was kind of like Dooku was aware that Maul was it. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I want to get more detail on it because because really it, it boils down to the Darth title. Did he have the title of Darth at that point in time? You know what I mean? Like, um, I I think I think he did personally, but um, I, I want to wait till I get more confirmation. And I got another video coming out about that here on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Soon. I have a uh, I have a brief conspiracy theory that you just brought oh, in my no. head. Put the tin hat away. What if, Come on. What if, okay, <laughs> what if all of the backlash against the first few episodes of the Clone Wars final season about having too much of Ahsoka just building up relationships with other people was the cause of this feeling more brief and choppy now? I, I think the real reason uh, is going to be because of the Ahsoka show. That could be, yeah. I think a lot of the things that Dave wanted to do story-wise, he didn't want to do in a shorts in a shorts way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he could have eat like we've been hearing rumors that there could be a flashback back to Twilight of the Apprentice. Um, we're hearing rumors of of Vader showing up. We're hearing certain things, right? And I feel like we're gonna see a lot of what ah- what Ahsoka has been doing after that time period in the show. So that might've been why they went with specific stories that are happening before that time period. If that makes any sense. That's what I think. Yeah. Because I think that's totally fair, but then why not do a different character to feature? I right? agree. I absolutely that's agree. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come in here. <laughs> no, you know, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, Dave, it's well, because Dave for... Filoni has two buttons. One says order 66. <laughs> yeah. It says Ahsoka. Ahsoka. And he yeah. just bangs both buttons every yeah. chance he gets True. See, this I, see this is what i'm thinking for season two have it leia and ben i think we need That'd more sequel beautiful. content i think we need mm-hmm. i need to see ben's fall i need to see i mean we see a little bit in uh of 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 his kind of the uh like his thoughts and shadows of the sith briefly but i i, I just need i need that I think that's I think that's an interesting thing, and I mean, with more sequel content, hopefully that we're getting. I think that's. Uh, I also agree. Yeah, it tales you, of the Sith, so that we can get more dark side users, and maybe the acolyte will um, kind of shed some light on on that as well. So I, I agree with that a thousand percent. That kind of breaks my mind because if if we want two stories that flow together very well, we know for Leia, it's it's you know the death of her son is at the end of her Jedi path, and that's why she leaves. And it would be beautiful if you can truly parallel those shows and that those those two stories. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's there's a lot you could do with I that. Thinking too, like tie that in. It's that would be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, Suhaila, uh, how's how's the the mic working? Uh, you mean any better now? I can hear you guys. We can hear you better. It, it still is okay. cutting in and out a bit. It's still still cutting. Okay. okay. Yeah. In, um, in, a, in a very odd cadence. Yeah. Um, so if we want to try one final thing, if you want to hop off of your laptop and join from your phone like a, like Allegra, I think that might work as well. And you can kind of do it the same way you filmed the, the TikToks. Okay. Um, okay. And then by the time you get back, we'll okay. probably have moved on from, from Tales okay. of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right. I'll give that a try. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> sorry everyone in the chat with, for all the, all the issues. Uh, I do want to address, you know, some of the, the comments that we had. Yeah. Um, let's see here. You know, cause we, you know, Definitely like the Dooku stuff more. Again, yeah, like I said, it had a, a lot more meat. Um, mm-hmm. Andre Olivia said, you know, but what was the point of getting rid of the old canon to say forward, you know, everything would be the same canon to at the end not be? Um, and one of the big things about it is that, and I, I love the expanding universe. I'm very big into it. We still have to remember that those weren't, intended to be they're intended to be part of the same continuity nope. but they had separate canon designations because they were different canons yep. layered in one continuity so they were never intended to be they told stories in eras where george you know sometimes he would say these are off limits um but i think that mentality of george which um dave Looney talks about you know he talks about like yeah we 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 will include it if if we can but ultimately we don't care. I think the problem is that he's carrying over that mentality when he has the entire story group that can help him not do that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think and also I think the toughest part is is that at the end of the day it's gonna it, 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 like Ahsoka is his character, which is really really tough because. Like it, it, like ah, it's it's so hard because it's like at the end of the day you're just like you, you look at it and and I think we all agree that the misrepresentation, like the the, the taking of that out, was was kind of a big thing for a lot of people, um, and I don't know whether it was on purpose or or what it was. We just won't know that it reason until it comes out of the horse's mouth. You know what yeah. I mean. And I, I, if it, if it was done on purpose, that's, that's, that's really unfortunate. Um, and, but we, we just don't know. We just don't know, which we won't know until, until Dave says something about it or, or something gets resolved, which I, I just don't see happening anytime soon. I think, uh, a lot of people misrepresent exactly how much of an absolute mess the old expanded universe was. Because yeah. there have been so many people with rose tinted goggles saying, "No, just, just just I remember the Thrawn trilogy was really good. Okay, but do you remember the Dark Nest trilogy? Do you remember Luke hey, and we don't fighting talk a about Dark Nest? Do no, we don't. We don't. We... Star Wars Starship Troopers. Do you remember Red Harvest, which literally copies the speech from Taken that Liam Neeson does? <laughs> like, does am I the only one that remembers? I absolutely." garbage a lot of it was and how blatantly contradictory it was where there are certain books that if to be taken at face value have characters that are dead at the point they are in certain books and livable characters are just no literally supposed to be dead at this point yeah. in time uh, yeah, and, and, like yeah and there's sometimes even like... if even if there's little retcons in current continuity that is still 10 million times better than anything resembling the continuity which had a clone of Luke with three U's <laughs> named Luke. I just, I just haven't I ha- I haven't been able to, I haven't I haven't really touched into the EU just because of the fact that Luke Skywalker can take down a a, a dart a, a wormhole. And oh, I'm just like, yep, stupid. I'm out. I'm out. I'm sorry. You know, 
a lot of the now, stories are, are I'm like 140 EU books in at this point in time. Um, good there's you, still a lot of gold know. there, but but again, like you said, there's there are rose-colored glasses. There are people who are getting into it now, now yeah. that there's over 400 books, and then you can cherry-pick the best of those books mm-hmm. and then think That's that fair. that represents the majority of those stories when it really, it really doesn't. Yeah. You know, for every Darth Bane, we also get the glove of Vader, you know, with <laughs> with Triclops, um, Palpatine's son. <laughs> oh, you know, like God. stuff like that happened. But yeah, it is yeah, it is it is what it is. Uh, and it's it's an accessibility issue because they had to get rid of all that old stuff. There was no way that Disney was going to spend three hundred million dollars putting a Thrawn trilogy on screen, first of all. Second of I all, mean, they once money they back. determined that <laughs> they made their money well, back. <laughs> well, well, I think they're I think they're doing that though. The but TV they're going to adapt it in a way that works because even within so the Tron trilogy, yeah. there was some weird stuff. Like Leia remembers her her mom because it was like hiding in a trunk when they came to take her away. And, like there's a bunch of weird stuff because things weren't set up at that point in time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they don't want new fans to read these books, which some of which are really good and some of which are really bad, and say, "Oh, that's what happened in in the yeah, story." Yeah. But what's amazing. That What's amazing is that they're putting out the Legends collection, which is some of the best books to come out of it. So you can still get those those good reads in and not have to, you know, get in the murky waters. Um, but uh, uh, Allegra, as we wrap up on Tales of the the Jedi, and then you know, I can let you get back to your family. Um, if if you could. Uh, pick you know the next two Jedi, or if you wanted, would swap out the show for something else. What would you choose? And then once I mean, again, let everyone know where again they can find you. And okay. and okay. one last thing, open invitation for when you do check, catch up on Andor. If you catch up this week, if you want to join us this Saturday on um, on Diet in the Force, then that's an open invitation. But go uh, ahead. <laughs> thank you. I would love to. Yeah, no, I think I will be caught up. It's just been a really busy week. Um, it's been a busy month. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, what did you? Oh, if I could choose the next series of Tales of the Jedi. Was that mm-hmm. it? So yeah. I agree. Who was it in the comments? Someone said uh, switching it to Tales of the Sith. I would love to do that um, back and forth. I think that would be really neat. I want it to be more cohesive, but... Um, I'm a Darth Bane and Darth Zana Stan, and I know it's never going to happen. Like <laughs> it's not going to happen this year, but I would love to see something like that or something we don't have a lot of like screen representation for. Um, but I know more realistically that it would be something like seeing Darth Plagueis. I know everyone wants to see Darth Plagueis. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Check, please. I just, I would really be happy with seeing any of the Sith that are in these major canons that haven't really gotten a lot of screen time, like Maul, we've seen a lot of Maul story. Palpatine has just done way too much, you know, but I'd like to see some more niche characters. Um, Yeah. Thrawn wouldn't fit into an entire, uh, I mean, not that he's like a Sith, but you know, like he wouldn't fit into a 15 minute short at all so that would be a bad decision but it would also be kind of cool to see um like someone mentioned uh leia and ben 
kind of alternating and kind of seeing Leia's temptation with the dark side and her constantly resisting and then just leaving the order. I think that would be really neat. Um, and I, I also know this isn't going to happen because they mostly wrote her out of it, but I would love Mara Jade. If they could somehow weasel Mara Jade back into the storyline, I would die happy. Um, especially because she was, you know, raised by Palpatine as an emperor's hand. Uh, then that whole deal with Luke and then she trained, became a master. And I think that would just be cool to see kind of like the back and forth because you normally see a Jedi fall to the dark side. You don't often see like, there's been a few, obviously um, very famous Jedi that have gone back and forth, but I think it would be cool to just see that, that flow, you know, from coming back, yeah, from yeah, growing up Sith and then becoming a Jedi in the end, but in a very organic way. Um, so yeah, yeah that's that. that's what I would like. It was a, it was a long wish list. I know that. <laughs> I, it was it was a beautiful one, but now now you make me want something that is Tales of the Sith, and it's like a Cliff Notes version of the legacy of like, you know. Cogniz and then Darth Millennial and they're just on their phone all the time and then uh, <laughs> and I mean, you know, just just got, like, real weird for a while I don't know he was an interesting yeah. dude but we don't have a lot of information about them after you know exactly <laughs> so so we so. could just do short little jumps in time broad strokes of this legacy and stuff that they were and then later right? later it would it would be something explore. that we don't have or. And this is way out of left field, but I just came to my mind. I would love to see a show with Dr. Afra. Yes. hundred, hundred percent. Yes. Or that would Sabe. be my other more realistic wish. But yeah, it would be cool to see, you know, little 15 minute shorts, which would make more sense because we don't already have an existing storyline for some of these characters. Um, and I would, I would and I do enjoy want Darth Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Sorry, know what Jim. that would be. But we'd see, you know, pull out their lightsaber and then renegade, and then you're like, <laughs> am I supposed to? What's what's happening? I love it. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for for coming on. Um, Allegra, we'll move into onto the uh, the Andor side of things, but hopefully, we'll be able to talk to you soon. Let me know about Saturday. Yeah, I will message you. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. All right. Nice Have to meet one. you. Nice to meet you too. See you later. All right. So, yes. Time. Um, All right. First thing, jump straight into it. The title is "Nobody's Listening." Loved Uh, it with an exclamation mark. Oh, it was hilarious. What is? How does that hit you? What does that mean to you? How do you think that was represented in the episode? And. uh, Luke, you are already excited, so let's let's have you kick it off. Um, I just found it really interesting that they put an exclamation part, explanation point there, and the way that cat throughout the episode, right? It seems like a lot of the characters are like like and like Cassian is trying to talk to Andy Serkis's character, like trying to convince him, "Hey, we can do this, we can do this," and he's just blowing him off, and he just just says, "Nobody's listening to me," right? And then you have Cyril talking to Dedra and he, you kind of get that same sense. Like he wants to be a part of this part and she's not having any of it. And it's just like that whole pent up energy of like, why isn't anybody listening? Why isn't anybody seeing what Mm -hmm. I'm seeing? 
And you can kind of see that in prior episodes with Cyril uh, as well, because he's like, he, he goes, he tries to do so many things and then Dedra calls him out on it. And it's just, it's so, it's so interesting. Like, like Mm -hmm. I was telling uh, Chaco earlier, like I, it it took me a little bit to get into Andor, and it's just, it it once after episode four, I was like, I was, I'm all in. And I, and I think it might've, I think it might be because we're doing uh, reactions with Stardust M, but like it, it, like to, to see everybody just get so excited about something that like hasn't hit, hadn't hit with me was so weird it was so so yeah. weird but yeah i've i've really really enjoyed this show so far so yeah yeah also meant to be named cereal because of how much cereal he <laughs> every single time we see him bro eat a banana or something bro, you know oh, what this guy my. do you know what this guy reminds me of this is very the first thing that came to my mind especially when oh, he's like no confessing his love for the isb agent is that he is the hair sniffing guy from the first charlie's angels movie. oh my god <laughs> that's too He's- what how yes. how did you have that on <laughs> What? Oh, I was absolutely gonna bring that up. Um, oh my god, that's hilarious! That weird, stocky guy. Yeah, yeah, That was the same exact scene that we saw. That teacher looking at me, and she was like, want I can what I you want right now. I want what you want." <laughs> oh, oh my god, Cyril is just so. Oh my god. The man just tries so hard and just doesn't get anywhere. And it's no. so sad. I was listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they also should. Uh, how about you, Suhaila? Um yeah, no, that that the first thing that came to mind was Vix um and her being interrogated yes. and screaming and like nobody's listening. No or who, people who are listening don't care. Like no nobody's listening who can actually do anything mm. about it. Um, man, those scenes yeah. were tough. Wow, yeah. talk about like, talk about just like the fact that the Empire uses screaming in deaths of other species to break you. children. It's just like species. Yeah, just like and people sympathize with these assholes. The fans like, the, that, like, like it's I, so <laughs> it's so like you can't. You, OK, if you are telling me the Empire did nothing wrong, I will show you that video <laughs> and, and you can. And if you still say that we got issues, it we know where you stand clear enough. These are the baddies. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, the Empire doesn't do anything wrong. Oh, they just they just torture their people with uh, with uh, with the sounds of dying children. Oh, the screams of dying children is oh what you will be listening to. Killed. On <laughs> they killed. Yeah. Yeah. They killed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, mm, it just makes uh, me cringe. Yeah, and then they also altered it. Like if you noticed he said that they like tweaked it in order to perfect yes. the torture. Oh my goodness. Which means yeah. someone is in the booth with headphones like oh <laughs> my not bad enough. <laughs> I just um, don't understand that. With, with the title specifically, um, I think a really cool allegory you can bring to that is um with the sequel trilogy, um, 
a lot of the behind the scenes stuff on what the first order's downfall was planned to be it was quote unquote their trash um it was the rejects the people that they didn't find useful enough were going to end up being their downfall because that's how they deemed a lot of the universe is is beneath them and didn't give them the correct amount of um like observation and respect to know that they were going to be a threat. Hence, you know, they're not a Navy. They're just people. They're your trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is exactly what the empire had the same issue with the rebels is that they didn't think they were huge of a threat. Tarkin saying retreat. What in our moment of triumph? He dies. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. So that's really cool. How it's not only showing how Andor is ahead of the curve, showing what the biggest flaw is in both the Empire and later the First Order, but the title is actually could be said to be screaming at the Empire like this is your big flaw that you are not mm-hmm. going to see because no one is listening. <laughs> yeah. I, I would also like to remind everyone that um, Bix's torturer, this is him explaining. <laughs> yeah, Dude, no. he was way too happy. No, oh my God. Hey, um, <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, What's this wrong is, with him? All right, so he's even more ter- terrifying than Darth Vader is, and that's saying something. I want to know what's in his future. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like yeah. that gives off <laughs> Under the floorboards. <laughs> Yeah, that gives off Dahmer vibes. Not even gonna lie. Uh, also, shout out to Lord Dagovir. Love yeah, you, Yeah, Dagovir. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, another thing no one's listening is Mon Mothma. Yeah. And Ash and yeah, I was thinking that too. No one's listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's just... And then and then my favorite version of that is uh, when when... Mothma is, is having dinner and with her cousin and her husband's like, "Have you found a husband yet?" And like, obviously he's not listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Ciro's mom is is mm-hmm. also not listening to neither of them. He literally slurps the bowl and brings it up over his face so he doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yes, yes, Ciro. I, yeah. I, I, I understand that so much. Not the fact that I'm not. I'm doing that to get away from my mother. It's just like I love drinking. Like when the when all the cereal's gone, you just you just can't not like take it and just drink the rest of it. Come on. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. All right, all right. So let's 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 dive dive deep into you know the the arcs. Which, by the way, the way they, it's so hard to go in and out of other people's stories without it wrecking the flow of something. And mm-hmm. I think this episode was amazing at, at just that. But yeah. um, all right. So we started out. You know, the very first thing that start we start with is the the torture scene. So I I want to hear your guys' you know. Uh, you can go uh, deep on th- what was happening there on, on Ferris, what's happening with Deidre, what's happening with, with Bix, um, and, and how, how wild it is. Uh, anything else we didn't cover, you know, before while we were doing our overview? Beth, Beth needs to k- chill with the, with the torture. Like every single time I now see Dedra, I'm like, I'm like, Mar, not change on Skywalker. Stop that. Stop it. Cause she, she, it's just like so funny. I'm just like, Beth, how could you do this? Come on, you were supposed <laughs> to be one of us. But no, like the ah oh god, it's like watching that scene is just like uh, it's so hard to like. It, it's like a lot of the situations nowadays. It's like if it doesn't hit you or to, if it doesn't make your stomach twirl, 
then that says a lot about you. Because, I mean, yeah. a lot of the stuff is like, Andor is trying to make you think about, they're making statements without having to mm -hmm. make statements. Like, a lot of the things that we see on screen are representations of what we see today in everyday life. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I love that it's that it's so subtle that people that, A, either choose not to mm -hmm. understand it, or B, just don't get it, will go straight over their head. But then people will that are into what's going on is just like they, they understand and it makes it that mm -hmm. much more impactful. Um, and especially with that scene, because there's a ton that, that happens not only in peacetime, but also in wartime. Uh, we see that a lot throughout history, how, how, uh, um, enemies are, are mistreated and not treated fairly. And then obviously we have, uh, things like that happen all the time. So it, it, it's, it's very eye-opening, and I wish people would 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 open their eyes and open their ears to what they're watching and seeing on screen, instead of just mm -hmm. like seeing the, the 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 broad strokes of things. Look at the details. Look at what you're watching, and really mm -hmm. take it in and, and understand it. Yeah. I think uh, <clears throat> the uh, best thing about the torture scene, the way it was done. I, I feel like I, I said that in a weird way. The best, thing, <laughs> like the best thing that they, the, the, the thing that I thought was well done in the scene. There you go. There you go. That's you, we're just gonna redact that from the record and just go with that. Clip statement. it. Clip <laughs> it. Um, the thing I One thought million was views on well TikTok is that uh, they describe uh, in excruciating detail that these are the screams of dying alien children <laughs> that they mercilessly yeah. melted. And then mm -hmm. they put the, th after she's already like gotten the same feeling that we do from hearing what's about to happen, they place it mm -hmm. on her. And what do we as the audience hear? Nothing. Nothing. That's the scary part. Thing. That's oh. the best thing about like the atmosphere, because mm -hmm. all we are left to hear is Bix's screams from hearing this unbelievably traumatic sound that has only been described to us it would have been so much less effective if they had just like screaming people like that we hear in the background mm -hmm. yeah it's much no, better off like true. a horror movie the, yeah. the best kills are the ones that happen with stuff that you can't see but are no, yeah. um secondly yeah. obviously uh there's a lot of parallels between how they treat random people and like scenes straight out of schindler's list um, yep and the last thing that i will say is uh to assert what all of my commenters on my videos have loved telling me for the past five months is that there are no politics in star wars it's, it's not in the it's in the it's in the fucking title star wars, wars. you can't have a war without <laughs> politics sorry well, to tell you that not political. That kind of, I mean, that kind of brings me to um, this this quote. I, I can't stop thinking about. It. I'm going to make a video on it later, but um, uh, I want to read this real quick, and then we'll we'll get your thoughts on everything, um, uh, Seth. Uh, let's where to go? There we go. Uh, so recently, uh, Denise Gao, you know, Deidre's actor, was at uh, like a European type Comic Con thing, and did an interview and this is this is what she said uh let's 
see. It's it's really important to me that no factions are outlined. It's important that De- Dedra feels the heroine of her story, which is why she's frightening. It is fascist. Um, it believes in something, but it is fashion, uh, fascism. And at first you have to cheer her. You feel you're cheering for her, but then you realize no matter how strong a woman is in a world of men, you realize that she's only a fascist in a world of fascists. Power crowds anyone, men, women. She never apologizes, believe everything she is. Uh, truly believes you know, that she will save the galaxy, which is why she's credible and frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that, Brandon, uh, Camilla Boricua Wookie said the somewhat of the same exact thing when she was watching it. I saw a tweet of hers. If you're not following her, go follow her because she her analysis of anything Star Wars is just yeah she's top amazing. tier, top tier. And she was like, uh, like she got uncomfortable when that scene was going on because the actress who plays Bix is is Latina, and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they, she was like very much like I cannot support this. But then when she was at the ISB she couldn't help but think of uh oh go girl boss but then she's like it, it's that conflicting which is so interesting because I, like the way camilla just describes it is just it's perfect it's so it's, it's a weird it's, intersectionality it's weird. that is it not is. congruent oh my goodness yeah it's absolutely insane so i mean like i said go follow camilla because she's yeah. all of her <laughs> is so freaking fire yeah uh, but yeah, uh, your thoughts, Ayla? Yeah, uh, there's there's so many layers. But the one thing I wanted to talk about was just the depth of cruelty that Deidre shows in that scene, and it carries over from the last scene of the previous episode, where she purposefully keeps um, Pack in the room for her to see walking in, and then pretends like, "Oh, this is a mistake. What are you doing? Get him out of here!" and like just acts that role so perfectly, and then be like absolute vitriol on her face when she's talking to Bix and you can see like the anger behind, you know, her speech and like the tremor in her, like her lips were, were um, like so moving in a way that she's, exactly. And yeah. then all of this was, all of this was pointless because no matter what happened, she was still going to send Bix into torture. So all of that was completely unnecessary, but she went through all of that knowing full well that no matter what Bix said, no matter what happened, even if she just sat there and spilled her guts, she was still going to torture her. And Bix mm-hmm. knew that. Like Bix was Bix picked up on it right away. She knew she was ISB. She knew exactly what was happening. She knew she was doomed <laughs> from the start. Um worst of the worst. Exactly. Worst and just does. yeah, the layers of cruelty there just and then even afterwards, um, because the scene does continue on. And you see her like coming back and she's like, don't keep those far, like the headphones when they take them off, she's like, don't keep those far away. And then at the end, she's like, keep her here. And then when he says as a hostage and she's like, no, as a witness, twisting things in her own mind to like, mm-hmm. to, to rationalize what she's doing. Um, because yeah, exactly. She thinks she's saving the universe and she sees Bix and everybody else involved. And she doesn't care that Pac is going to get hanged and they're going to make an example of him. Like just, the, just the sheer cruelty and like yeah they're not, and, they're and, not people to them no, you, bring exactly. up a, you bring up a really great point about the layers of cruelty and i think the the best layer there is later on when she's interrogating the pilot um and we don't get to see her interrogate but instead 
she says, okay, well, the doctor's there, but like, I don't have time to do it. I'll just phone it in. Like, yeah. you are talking about interrogation and torture, and you're talking about it like, oh, it's just a meeting. Like, Zoom call. Just, a, just another just Thursday Zoom call. And even yeah. when they say, like, the guy comes in and says, I want to hang back. I'm making an example. She's like, fine. Sure. She's fine. like, I don't care. Just like, like, I don't, I have to be places, you know. I'm a nine to yeah. five. And it's 4.58. You're bringing <laughs> yeah. this in front of me now. She's like, listen, it's it's Yeah, Not my problem. You do you. Of, like, yeah, layers just, of like, cruelty where these humans don't matter. Yeah. yeah. And even afterwards, when they're talking about the pilot, it's just like another day at the ISB office. We're just, you know, killing off a, <laughs> a prisoner and then plotting um, how to fake their, their death or, you know, how to stage their death in a way that like doesn't sit, doesn't, you know, tip off the people that we're trying to catch. And it's just like, just so casually like, like, oh, we can do it this way or we can do it that way. Or actually, no, if we do it this way, it's better. And it's like, <laughs> anyway, there's the important yeah. aspect yeah. And then people always bring up of like show, don't tell. So like obviously if the, if you told me like an abridged version of like oh she's just gonna say that she's interrogating that person I'd be like as a fan, no I want to see the interrogation but it's so much more important in that scene yeah. for her mm -hmm. to say no you don't get to see me do that because I don't think of that as something worthy to show you yeah, yeah. she's already done two interrogations the previous day like yeah. this is just another day for her. Um, and yeah, and, and the comment here, they determined Pac wasn't doing much of anything. The only reason Bix is still alive is because she's seen Luthen in person. That is yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. That's absolutely right. Because still, she's yeah. still useful. Like, yeah. Well, and, and the fact that she knows so much about Andor as well. Yeah. It, she has that personal connection. But they already got Pac. all the information. Yeah, that's true. But they yeah. also have Marva for that. They're they're already yep. like, plotting to use Marva as, uh, as bait, essentially. See, I don't yeah. think she... Like... I think they're severely underestimating Marva, though. Absolutely. Marva yeah, is going yeah. to be their downfall. Yeah. And the little tunnel that Marva, like, opened up is going to be exactly yeah. how everyone gets rescued. I, I will yeah. bet any amount of money on yeah. it. But yeah. I, I love Yeah, because it's under the hotel where, that they're... Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting because, you know, her... Like in this comment, uh, her ethics are so twisted, but that's why Cyril is interested in that in that strange way. So I, I have a lightning round. I know how I feel on it. Um, is he actually like sexually attracted to her or is it something else of surrounding it? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> he's, he's attracted to her, but he also needs to feel like he's getting paid while he's doing his nine to five as he is having consensual coitus with her. Cool. Like he needs that in order to feel satisfied. <laughs> he can't do it if it's not on the payroll, you know? Oh, my God. Uh, how about you, uh, Sarah? I think – I don't think he – I don't think he can tell the difference. <laughs> I think he's infatuated yes. with her <laughs> yes. in terms of like what she represents and like the fact that he sees himself in her, but then she's at a much higher level and that's like what he's aspiring to. So there's definitely like attraction, but I think it's like the idea of her and he can't tell the difference. <laughs> you know that episode of Seinfeld where George tries to incorporate watching TV <laughs> and food and stuff at the same time? And he can't have one without the other? Yeah. Uh, with both this woman yeah. and his duty. Yeah, yeah. He's got to have but both. She 
She represents, like, his duty at, like, the highest level. He's attracted to this thing connected. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. I think I'm in the cereal while he. (laughs) I think I think he. I think he is attracted to her. I I agree with what uh, Sue said. Um, Like, like, I feel like he. This is gonna sound so bad, but I think he's more of just like in the camp of uh, "please step on me" kind of mode. You know, (laughs) like that's what I get from that's what I get from him. Is just like I respect you so much. Please, please stand. Please, please step on me. Please, please do it. Please do it. <laughs> and then, like any way that I feel like any way that he can get to where she's at politically mm-hmm. and power wise is also another thing that he's infatuated with her as much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's like a sexual tension. It's just like he respects her so much that he wants to be next to her. He wants to be with her and like all these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's mm-hmm. more of like a, 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 um, what are we uh status quo kind of right yeah he he wants to be there that's what he's always wanted to be is is part of the empire and she's where he wants to be hence why he has this infatuation with her mm-hmm. i think another thing too um i don't know if you guys noticed the little smile that he had on his face when yes. she remembered him <laughs> he's like i don't know if you remember me she's like i remember you and he just like smiled a little i think there's like a lot there's also something else there where there's like that recognition that he doesn't get from anyone yes. else in his life or yes, in his previous job right. yeah. yeah and like she kind of recognizes that he's doing a job like not great but at least there's some you know recognition yeah. of some effort there and he's just like latching onto it no and, you're like, absolutely he's desperate right. for that no yeah you're you absolutely know? right because he's he's not getting that he's not getting that approval but even when mm-hmm. even when dedra goes goes you need to stop doing this or i'm gonna mm-hmm. have to i'm gonna have to like put you in and it's like he almost is like okay but challenge you're saying all the right okay Okay. you're you're really hitting all the buttons for me baby come on come on i want to be thrown in the isv that's the one thing i want says they have a daddy kink and you're like you're gonna listen to me right now like (laughs) is that a no (laughs) i think young brings up a great point uh what they said in the comments that that scene is is probably terrifying as a woman i would imagine of having a guy accost you outside so i really hope just for the Mm -hmm. sake of the message that they don't have them end up like together in this whole twisted romance i know it's like fun for us to speculate about and like say Mm -hmm. how funny his character is in a demented sort of way but like from terms of like pure message i wouldn't Mm -hmm. want idiots to get the idea that that is a good thing to now, approach now but they they did make it wildly yeah. uncomfortable to watch oh yeah you yeah, know what i mean did. so yeah. i don't think that will be it, the message i mean there but are people I'll that idolize say, rick sanchez and the joker so i <laughs> i don't put it past fans to say this is their joker and harley quinn moment that's, that's true yeah oh if, yeah if, if dedra looked at him and said good boy he would just explode he would just <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> If I've if I've learned anything from any other franchise from how ha- from House of the Dragon, you have to look at a character's motives, right? I thought you were not every feet. no. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, he's probably well. That takes me back to my feet getting stepped on again. Hey, you know, hey, maybe you seen House of the Dragon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> feet pick galore, baby. 
Anyway, um, speaking of feet pics, uh, the prison. We can, uh, yeah, with the uh, going back to the prison storyline. A master of segues. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of feet pics, well, yeah, I mean, we 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 jump into it. We get we get more Shawshank uh, Redemption, yes. which is why mm-hmm. I believe. Um, the panel that he took off that he like was was sawing. Eventually, they're gonna escape through there, and they're gonna have a picture of size noodles, um, <laughs> um, and, and, that's, and that's gonna be how how they. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I mean, this this kind of parallels, you know, what also what we were saying with Bix yep. when she mm-hmm. knew they're gonna torture us anyways because they don't care. Mm-hmm. And and the, that revelation here, um, in on the prison was like, like Andy Circus killed it uh, yes. again. I mean, he's just yeah. a phenomenal actor. He doesn't get uh, you know enough credit for for face acting, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought he did an amazing job. Um, how did you guys feel about how, the way this part of the story unfolded and uh, finding out what happened on level two? Ooh, it was awesome. You want to know why yeah. it was awesome? Because, uh, like me and M, I think me and M and a lot of people are on the same same thing here, right? So they're pushing through this act, right? That like they're putting a facade in front, but the reason why these these people are working so hard and so viciously, and why they are under so much scrutiny, is because they are working on parts for the Death Star, which would be heavily ironic. That Mulchi and Andor are working on parts for the Death Star that ends up becoming their demise. Like yes. that, but then again, they are its demise. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's poetry, like just like George says, it's poetry. It rhymes. Uh, but like <laughs> it, it that fits so perfectly. But like seeing the ruthlessness of again, we're seeing a lot of ruthlessness from the Empire, right? And when the old guy, which I knew he was a goner, like when he wasn't pulling his weight, I was like, dude, this guy ain't going to last very long. Yeah. I really, really liked, I really liked his character, but I was like, dude, I'm, you remind me of my grandpa and I just, I can't, I can't have this happen to you, but then it's happening. It's like, okay, I've, I've accepted this, but like mm-hmm. the way the medic comes in, right. And he like Andy Serkis's character and Andor are like asking him questions while he's giving him, while he's euthanizing the old guy. And he's just like, stop asking questions. Like, the less you know, the better you'll be off. Which, mm-hmm. as we know, ain't the truth at all. The more the more they know, the easier it'll be t- for them to, A, revolt, and B, mm-hmm. get things going. And mm-hmm. I just found it so fascinating of how they, like, it shows you how much in deep shit they are in that facility. Because they, it doesn't matter. You could pass out... Um, and, and, and have like a minor injury and they'll, what's to stop them from euthanizing you? Nothing, nothing, nothing at all, because you're just another number in the Imperial, uh, prison, uh, system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, when they were brought there, they were like, you were deemed as able-bodied, um, you right. They, they fit the mm-hmm. profile they had to work on these parts. And when they yep. no longer fit that, you know, and it's just like you said, they, they are, uh, they're not as efficient as droids, but they're cheaper and yeah. they're easily replaced. Mm-hmm. That was that was scary <laughs> to, yep. to, to me. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, how about you, Sue? 
I want to know how well she knew in the last episode. <laughs> the, the big revelation that we find in this episode, the fact that like, yeah, you're, they're never going to let them get out. And I don't know whether that initially had meant that like nobody's leaving out alive or whether you're just never leaving until you die, no matter how long your prison sentence is. But it seems to be a bit of, well, it seems to be both. Um, and so whatever it is that they're working on in that facility, they're just never going to let you leave. And then it's easier for them to just keep shuffling these people around and like nobody's going to care whether they keep extending your sentence or whatever. And they keep everybody in line with that like constant fear of death, you know, the red light every single day. So they're able to like keep control exactly and like control people's minds that way without having a ton of oversight. But it's also interesting that like they're also really cocky about it. Like they're really arrogant and so they don't even think that there could be any communication happening um, because you don't even see the guards like they just like the the team leaders that are shuffling them back and forth. And so when they're communicating on the bridges, nobody knows. And when they're talking in the cells, again, they don't have any way of listening in or anything and because they don't really care because they think that they've demoralized them enough um, and like yeah. have kept the truth away from them just enough that they're not going to revolt. But now that people yeah. are finding out, it's it's going to turn into a shitstorm for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, no, I think no the twist was so well done Ugh. by just... I, I didn't see it coming. I really thought that I should have seen it come by how much they were harping on uh, the entirety of Andy Serkis' character being, mm-hmm. I just have a couple more shifts left. Yeah. I'm just getting to the end of my shift. And they yeah. predicate his entire character and demeanor mm-hmm. off of that one trait. Yep. And yep. then they have, you know, our, our, as the viewer, outrage that Endor is getting six years. And then, because yeah. they put the time, like, just so front and center. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's getting six years, and then everyone's getting their numbers doubled with this new order that Mon Mothma's fighting. You know, those yeah. numbers are so high. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the whole time, it was all a fictitious scam that they are running because you are yep. never leaving. Yeah. And that yeah. twist at the end made my eyes bug out just as much as Andy Circus because, like, you just defeated yeah. his entire character in 10 seconds yep. of dialogue. Yeah, um, it's wild. And that's yeah. what made him turn. Also, rule of yeah. three dialogue. Andor asks him three times how many guards on each level. First time he refuses, second time he refuses, and then the third time is after his entire character has been recategorized. And he says yeah. no more than 12. That's what makes yeah. it, that's, you know, that's effective screenwriting. Yeah, no, that was uh, the way it ended, like, it gave me chills. And, like, yeah, yeah. just like he says, the way he slowly woke up. Um, he believed in the system so much so that he took a leadership mm-hmm. role in helping these other people, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, but by the way, the losers get electrocuted in, in front of everyone Daily. in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it's not even a separate place. That's, that's also kind of crazy, but mm-hmm. that's um, the empire for you though. Yeah. Come on. He he yeah. invested in this system. Yeah. If we followed their rules, if we did what they wanted, we would we would get out. We would make yeah. it because we did what they, mm-hmm. they told us. And this is a system that is designed Flawed. to distract you. It's not a yeah. des- you're not designed to to win it. And uh, Jay Kelly's comment is like it was a terrifying realization that they're in a camp. Yep. Um. It's it's not, it's not actually prison, which is you know, whew. the most the most yeah. effective yeah. like uh, 
precursor to that was this random like you know courtroom judge yeah i was just doing this like it was paperwork <laughs> like hey you're getting six years and we have no reason to doubt that that person really believes like oh sorry you know judgments just went up you know you should have broken the law two days ago you would have gotten six months you know what that yeah. you have six you know years what? they're really like shoving that number yeah. in front of you well, so that you kind of... look at it more it's the magician's yeah. trick where like mm-hmm. that cleric probably totally believes that he's only getting six years they don't mm-hmm. tell everyone the empire they don't thing. see uh, and it would have been so much less effective without that scene if they just didn't answer any of andrew's questions they said get on this bus then mm-hmm. we would have known mm-hmm. it to camp no but yeah the fact absolutely. That they felt the need to just show this number in front yeah. of you yeah, and all these characters wild. believe in this number is the classic sleight of hand that just was yeah so good yeah but like the other show. Go ahead, Sue. Oh, I was going to say, it's all for show for everybody outside of the prison system. <laughs> That's literally oh, yeah. all it is. Oh, yeah. And it's, also, I love it, your earrings, Sue. I don't know if oh, I said that. Thank right. you. <laughs> no, yeah, those are awesome. Uh, but, like, the other thing, like... Did you make those? Like, I did, yes. <laughs> is I mean, I, there's a is couple ideas I still right? have for Andor. It is, yeah. I do have these ones up in the store. There's a couple more Android ones that I've uh, Andor related ones that I have in the works, but I just haven't had time to finalize the designs and get the prototypes out. Nice. Awesome. Any chance you want to share where your store is for all of us here oh. and in the chat? <laughs> yeah, um, I've got the links up on uh, on my TikTok and on my Instagram page. Um, if you like, click the link in the bio. There's um, there's a button there for for earrings. <laughs> Heck yeah! All right, beautiful. I think the interesting part, though, real quick, is that with Andy Serkis's character, when he says that he only, when the the old guy only had forty shifts left, oh, and then I think yeah. that's where he starts. He he really is understanding this isn't this isn't what mm-hmm. I signed. This isn't what I thought it was, and then that's yeah. why it that's why it enables him to say twelve because he is mm-hmm. now truly understanding that he's never going to get out. So why keep trying? I mean, think of it, think about it this way. The old man, he had a massive stroke, right? And, 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 you know, I've, I've known people, a close friend of my family had a stroke. Um, name is Les. And he, uh, you know, partially recovered, took a lot of time, took a lot of rehabilitation, but Mm -hmm. he still had, you know, a, a wonderful few years after that. Mm -hmm. This man had a stroke they don't even have actual doctors. This is just another prisoner and they don't pay for anything. And while he, he wouldn't have been able to, to work like that. Um, the sentence isn't to work. It's, it's to be imprisoned. And mm-hmm. had they taken care of him, he still could have lived beyond his sentence. But again, yeah, it was just, just uh, really, really disgusting. And having Andy Serkis's character realize like, Oh damn! Yeah, it's twelve. Of them. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see him lead the prison the prison break. But also, yeah. I, I love this. Really showed um, Andor's uh, a is his heart because he how he treated him and how he shuffled around because he was faster and so he can make it for his losses without thinking of himself was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But he's also mm-hmm. so smart with how he's figures things out is able to implement yes. them immediately 
um, oh. but still is trying to fly under the radar. He's just a really mm-hmm. cool. It's just really cool. Uh, but exactly yeah, moving on. First couple episodes when he said, you know, how did I get the star path? Because they don't look for me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really yeah. good at just blending yeah. in. Yeah. They Survival. never look. Mm-hmm. So this is his perfect place to just blend in and just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do the things, I'll do the things, but I'm also going to totally have my own thing because nobody's listening. Ergo, mm-hmm. the title again. It becomes yes. more relevant when you place Andor in this setting. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So we move on to the, you know, third and kind of final storyline. You know, we get all the stuff that happens with Mon Mothma. Um, mm-hmm. If we can, you know, go around. You know, how do you your thoughts on it? How you feel? How uh, what what is it going to mean for her to do dealings with gangsters? You know, <laughs> um, is is does the ends justify the means? And isn't mm-hmm. that what the Empire is saying? The ends justify the means. And where is the mm-hmm. line? How do y'all feel? There's a lot of complicated stuff. I I, I want to hear from Kay first. Oh, for me first. Uh, this is actually the thing I, I have the smallest amount to talk about just because I think this is like, they're going to expand upon this a lot in the finale. Um, so I, I typically like to see these things play out before I comment too much about them. But mm-hmm. we're obviously seeing a lot more of uh, the naivete of the early rebellion where they much more think of themselves as the good guys and the empires, clearly the bad guys. When you're dealing Mm -hmm. with this many millions and billions of people as part of systems, you can't boil things down to be that easy. Now, we know, obviously, the ends justify the means for the good guys. That's standard storytelling. We're okay with the good guys doing what needs to be done because the bad guys are always worse. Mm-hmm. But Mon Mothma is an idealist, like uh, like Padme was, um, mm-hmm. which is really showing the dying throes of there's the a Senate political idealist. idealist. Not Let me tell murder. you, excuse me, there's no politics in Star Wars. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> second of all, when she's addressing the Senate and realizing how little her one voice matters, no matter how idealistic her intentions are, mm-hmm. I'm reminded that there's no politics in Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> and doing deals with other people that are essentially terrorists. <laughs> like, a lot of people really forget what was George's chief inspiration behind Vietnam. the rebels? Vietnam, Vietnam. the Viet Cong, mm-hmm. are the rebels. United yep. States is the empire. That's just yes. yeah. factually what his intention was, no matter what coat of paint he put on it. So mm-hmm. them putting this intense of a political allegory of saying basically under the correct circumstances maybe certain things can be excused. <laughs> I don't want I don't want the stream to be taken down, but like <laughs> they're asking some tough questions, and yeah. uh, it yeah. really goes to show that the rebellion is a very moral gray area. Because keep in mind, even though we clearly cheer for the good guys. Maybe not every stormtrooper did terrible things, but they all die on the Death Star. <laughs> so, yeah, like whose actions yeah. are we defending more of? And obviously, I want to be fully clear. I'm, I'm not saying that, like you know, oh, the Empire had some good people. I'm saying that it's bringing up some <laughs> Listen, decent. You're ethical an imperial apologist. <laughs> you like I'm an imperial apologist. I, I love torture. You scene. love Forget you love to clips. put on that tin foil hat. <laughs> This is all the clips, right? so, but I just—I really love the questions they're putting forward. When they really mm-hmm. like, they didn't have to make it this good of a conversation piece, is what I'm 
thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. could have really just made this a mindless action beat of of a spy thriller, like you know, like Captain America: Winter Soldier, um, which was mm-hmm. a lot less of an ethical question, even though it was still like in the background. But they're mm-hmm. really putting it like front and center, which is like that's ballsy. I gotta say, from the creation team, that is a ballsy thing to mm-hmm. have. You know, the thing that you have a theme park built around has this intense ethical question about the state of American politics and like the history thereof. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just like, Nope, I just like the stormtroopers cause they look cool. And that's it. Uh, <laughs> you know, how much, how much deep dives do you do into this sort of thing? I, just, I think that's super interesting. Uh, it's, it's really what fascinates me about star Wars. And I hopefully that comes out in, in my content. Like there's a lot of stuff that people will say and in, in, in quote, but I'm like, if we unpack this thing, is that, is that true on the inside? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you saying that also reminds me of the, um, the, the new star Wars hotel, which gets featured mm-hmm. in the book, the princess and the scoundrel. And when you read that book, um, they call it out. Uh, oh, like, yeah. It's and it's pretty funny because they're like, why are these other people who are here are people that weren't fighting? Uh, some of these people are mad at Leia because they're like, my son was on the Death Star, he just got promoted. Uh, you're terrible people, you know. And mm-hmm. it's 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 wild the way it has the way it decided to not tell the simple good versus evil story in this yeah. uh, had me saying to myself. <laughs> uh, so yeah i'm I, I know i i am loving it um one of the things that really struck me though in in her story is we got to see her with an ally for the first time in yes. the show and she was so vibrant and happy in that moment uh mm-hmm. and it was you know and and they're not they're on the same side, but they don't know everything. You know, she, she didn't know exactly what, what she was involved in. Um, mm-hmm. But had some ideas. Uh, and then at the end, when, when Belle leaves, we get that, that shot. It's a long shot in the hallway, perfectly framed. And once mm-hmm. again, she's alone. Yeah. And like, it's, yeah. I don't know, just there, there's some powerful imagery in the show as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I was really excited to see her with somebody who was, like, who who knows. I mean, they don't know everything about what each of them are doing, but at least they know that they're both fighting. Um, and somebody who actually like seems to understand her, who knows her, um, her being her cousin. But it's also interesting to see kind of the contrast between Val and Mon because Mon is still trying to like do everything from this like idealistic high tower, um, and isn't on the ground. Whereas Val, even though she does have it seems wealth and and she does have like you know this outward um persona of being like this rich single girl um mon mothma alludes to that but she's actually like also on the ground fighting and doing the dirty work and so like i think part of mon mothma's like idealism is the fact that she's not in the trenches she has an idea and she she understands and tries to empathize but she's not actually in it and so she's still trying to do things with you know this idealistic you know perspective hurt nobody all of that and it's like well if you're not you know like you're not not hurting anybody you're still allowing the empire to continue hurting people because you're afraid to take these big steps that yes will still hurt more people but it is a really interesting you know challenge that she has to go through and then i feel like also she kind of 
she didn't like what Luthen was doing and kind of, you know, was trying to distance herself from him and is now kind of in the fire pit with this gangster <laughs> that now, she almost has no, no choice but to, you know, be with, you know. And so it's, yeah, it, it, it's tough. And I think she's going to have to like really kind of, you know, like face those tough questions and make serious decisions as to like whether she's all in and yeah. is accepting of the, the repercussions of that or she's still going to try to find this like idealized way that is just isn't really going to work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, so young, young brings up this. Um, oh, that wasn't another, <laughs> another comment popped up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she parroted um, Santa's words, you mm-hmm. know, she said the rebellion comes first, comes first. and we take what's left. Mm-hmm. Um, lightning round if everyone can answer really quickly how do you feel about that sentiment do you agree do you disagree um and and what do you miss by doing that um we'll go uh to sue first um i think it's reality um like anybody like historically people who have had to you know fight for their rights always have to make sacrifices in their life and i think that's just it, it sucks, but that is kind of the reality of it. You're starting to sound like a separatist. Okay, your thoughts on it? I think Sue's absolutely on the money. Is that uh, I, I think uh, the framing of it is very important because it frames it, in my opinion, correctly, where um, not being able to give more of themselves to their friends and colleagues and families is not the fault of that person. It's the fault mm-hmm. of the empire. You yes. know, there's there's yes. this feeling that people feel this personal sense of betrayal that like, what happened to who you were? And it's not that, you know, I'm not able to give that anymore. It's that the empire has taken that part of me from you. Don't mm-hmm. be mad at me that I can't be that person. Be mad at the people that took that. And made it so I can't be that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, Which and is you started really by saying framing. the empire never rests. Yeah, rebellion yes. comes first. We take uh, Luke. Your thoughts? Ditto. <laughs> I, I literally they, they they said everything perfectly. <laughs> but like, super lightning. Some of, some of the, some of the things some of the things that uh, I wanted to touch on is like we also have to remember Cassian also kills a guy in the first part of Rogue One. Yeah, like the the rebellion is very much gray, and to see that they're starting to kind of realize that now, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I and, love how. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, continue. Uh, Go ahead, Jaco. I was going to say, well, I agree with Isaac here. So it kind of flies in the face of what Rose said in the Last Jedi because I think both are very much needed. Um, so yes, it's absolutely mm-hmm. true, and yeah. I think when it's. I think it hits different when Senta says it because her family was murdered by it. So it becomes part of the emotional battle, right? Because mm-hmm. they directly took away the people. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if if you get so bogged down in, in the fight that you have nothing else to connect with others, then it's possible to forget what you're fighting for. And I think I think that's Saw's mistake. You know, mm. it's very much, you know, um, the, those who f- fight monsters, beware you don't be- become one. 
uh, yep. type of thing. And that mm-hmm. lifeline, that caring about others, those connections is what the empire doesn't have. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the problem. I mm-hmm. love how um, in order for us to get all this awesome content about gray areas and what you're willing to lose in order for us to still clearly see the division of good and evil and that the empire is clearly the bad guys. They had to show the empire doing things way worse than anything the rebels are doing. And their answer to that is like, well, the rebels are like dealing with gangsters. They're, they're talking about murdering possibly innocents causing what if we have one of the, imperial people torture someone with the screaming cries of dying children that we murdered and like that's <laughs> that's a pretty clear division like, that that kind of yeah. makes everything the rebels are doing okay to me like yeah. i'm all right with that now what did the you empire are- do with screaming cries of dead children what did you do <laughs> anything we needed to to make them not do that <laughs> i'm kind of with you guys like, like, like i said if house of dragon has taught me anything is that they're, they're you, you you pay attention to the gray areas and characters and mm-hmm. institutions because they're everywhere. Yeah. I also yeah. wanted to add like the, the great characters also allow the I like somebody like Mon Mothma to keep their hands clean. Yes. So it's, it's kinda like yes, Mon Mothma does sort of, you know, end up getting a lot more involved and I we're we have yet to still see all of that. But she's up until this point she's been allowed to have her hands clean and think that the like ideal version of this fight is still is working because there are other people getting their hands dirty yep and i mean i think the one thing that's going to get her fully into the fight is i think unfortunately bell is going to perish i think it's going to be right before (laughs) which sucks because i i think that is probably the one of the biggest things that Mm -hmm. because she does defect she does make that public statement, and I feel like somebody that's close to her ends up dying as the last straw. And I think yeah. that's yeah. Um, it could unfortunately be Belle. I hope I'm wrong. I hope her and Senta la- live happily ever after and like are alive during the sequel trilogy. Because Belle, <laughs> Belle, they're by off the on way, their own mission during Rogue One. We just mm, don't get to see them. a lovely farm yes. upstate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she went. She went to go. Uh, go to Game of Thrones and ended up becoming the Waif. That's why. That's why the Waif is so interesting. Yeah, I, I think Cinta is going to wind up getting caught in some way, which is going to cause Vel to slip and like <sighs> dive to save Cinta. And that's mm-hmm. what's going to get both of them killed and then cause Mon Mothma to officially defect. Exactly. Clip it, yeah. ship it, yeah. it's going to happen. All right. Yeah. And yeah. when it doesn't happen, I will bring up this quote. No, I'm <laughs> that's fine. Um, I, I, I hope I I'm hope wrong. We're wrong. <laughs> I hope yeah. I'm wrong, but like I could see it. It makes narrative sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lots of good things. All right. So um, as, as we wrap up, um, Isaac in the chat, brought up a question i think i have a a very good answer for but the question was well now given how things have progressed what is cyril's point in the story because he's kind of like a hanging thread from from the first arc why why is he here what's he what's he gonna do um and, and and that so lightning round quick thoughts of where you guys think Cyril's stories is going to go. 
uh, go to Luke first. He'll be part of the Empire. Short and sweet. I think he'll be part of the Empire. I just... There's a lot of people, and Alanis, my girlfriend, not a Kyber, is, like, obsessed with Callus, and now there's, like, little theories that Uncle Holdo is Callus's dad or whatever. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. But I don't see Cyril defecting. All right. Sue? I, I'm kind of a little torn on that one because I think it can go that way. But with especially with what we see him do in this past episode, still pushing, still getting these warnings of stop. I think he's going to keep going and I think he's going to end up facing repercussions from the empire and either that like, you know, gets him to, I don't know if he's going to defect and become a rebel, but I think it's going to sour his taste for the empire at least a little bit. And then I don't know what that means yet for him, but I think, I think he's still pushing and he's going to go too far at some point. Okay, I like that. And Kay? Uh, my fake answer is that uh, he is pure <laughs> fuel for fan fiction chips. Uh, gotta fuel those speculation numbers. You gotta get those tweets out, you know? My real yeah. answer is what that is Star Wars without he, is a, <laughs> he is a dark mirror of um, Andy Serkis' character that he believes so strongly in the system. And at mm-hmm. some point, he is going to be shown the system does not work the way you think it does. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen after that? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's not right. going to go as you think. Uh, <laughs> I, I, my my thoughts on it um, align more similarly with yours, Kay. Uh, I don't think he. I don't think he's going to join the Empire. Um, but I also don't think he's going to join the Rebellion. I think he's getting radicalized to all hell and he's going to end up doing something destructive in Mm -hmm. order to cause the empire to crack down on the rebellion thinking that he's doing the right thing thinking that his actions in doing something wrong are justified um i think that's Mm -hmm. that's his uh, his, his circus mirror um, uh, which was felt like a weird thing to say, um, <laughs> and I was like, is that, "Is that his name again?" Uh, yeah. So I, I, he realized, you know, this system is designed not to work for him, mm-hmm. and he's going to fight against it. And I think Ciro um, is going to say, "This system is not designed to work with me. I'm going to force it to, by any means mm-hmm. necessary." Yeah, that's my. I think, uh, I think yeah. Dyad says a really good. Uh, theory that uh, Daedra's investigation is going to lead her to Andor, but then Ciro's going to come in and screw up the apprehension of him. You know, their goal is the same, but their methods will clash. I think. That's Ooh, a good I like that mm-hmm. as well. I like He's that. Yeah, yeah. Be dead to rights, and then Ciro's going to show up and like try to shoot him or something. He's like, and I got him. She's like, you back. goddamn idiot! <laughs> you ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's what it'll be. They'll they'll find him. And the net she talked about in the beginning will be closing around Andor, and then Ciro's gonna run it and be like, "You!" Ruin and it. he's like, "Oh, it's time to leave!" And then, the, and then he's gonna yeah. be, uh, he is going to be, bind himself in that net. Yes, because uh, he's, uh, into, he's that. into that. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. Yep, that is what he said. <laughs> uh, I knew we'd be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, uh, <laughs> Jay Kelly. Kelly. Says, yes. Insecure lone wolf fascist with mother issues. What he needs is to go to art school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll just, solve it. Just take it. Just, okay? just take a method out of Thrawn's book. Uh, he needs to go study uh, Thrawn's art books. Um, yes. Okay, uh, another uh, another lightning round question. Oh, um, dude, how many are there? What's this is the last one? <laughs> the last one. What's uh, in his special box? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Uh, how 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 weird do you want to get? Because we could go real weird. <laughs> We're gonna start. Let's start with K. <laughs> oh, dude, he's got. Let's. I mean. He's a closeted something. I just don't know if it's any, <laughs> could be a closeted cereal file or something where like he just has boxes of cereal and some tissues in there. Uh, I, I don't know, man. He could be. There's so many options. I got that's that's comedy gold right there. Okay, you yeah. could write entire <laughs> screenplays of different outcomes. I am not the man to to determine that that graceful outcome of that potential punchline <laughs> official statement i'm not smart enough to get that humor to its maximum potential but but just also everyone in the chat what's what's in his special box but the, the way he he like mom you were in you my, box. my special box <laughs> i have <laughs> special box i have ways of knowing <laughs> so he, uh, he gave me jp vibes from from uh from grandma's boy of like yes <laughs> Let's just yeah. say that Blue Milk uh, was very representative of the magazines that he has of Ala Secura. Uh, <laughs> what he, what he wishes to happen. Christ, I wasn't going to go that deep. <laughs> I, I mean, considering his love for the Empire and how that would create distaste for Jedi, I can see it. Uh, Sue, <laughs> what, what do you think? What's in his special box? <laughs> well, I was going to say either a shrine to Andor or some sort of like vision board for himself. <laughs> Yes, the Helga Pataki shrine. I hate you so much, Endor. Pulls out hard locket. I love you so much, Endor. <laughs> yeah. right. Last but not least, uh, Luke Stalkerish. He's got a he's got a pair of uh, Deidre's boots. He just smells them. <laughs> I mean, he is stalking her. Fits the mo. Just saying. Or, or it's just a shrine of Deidre. Or Deidre. You can't really know someone oh. until you've held a mile in their shoes. It's gonna... No, that fits with the stepping on me. Oh my god, we've made it all work together. Stepping on with. If boots. only Tales of the Jedi was this cohesive. Oh. <laughs> True. Uh. <laughs> oh, dude, oh man i was gonna no. say it's gonna have to be hand-drawn like pictures of her because they don't have oh, the internet yes. and in phones and stuff. Oh, no 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 it's a hollow it's a hollow it's that a hollow did. that he drew that's what he did oh, what? It's a hollow he licks them. oh see i wasn't gonna go that deep i thought sniffing was good <laughs> enough it's gotta uh, be the hair you're right young it's gotta he's gotta come full charlie's angels guy <laughs> on it it's gotta be a lock of her hair God damn it! That's it's a hollow of Luthen Saint Cassian Ander. Cassian Ander. Cassian Ander. Cassian Ander. Um, 
uh, or uh, to go all 4chan, it, it could be a, a jar oh, with no. Rainbow Dash. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> anyway, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, no, I, I like your guys' uh, answers. I, I, I'm, going, I'm going to, um, I'm going to say it's, it's just, it's just uh, a notebook. Um, with Deidre's name written. Yes, that's even creepier. <laughs> Can I put a trapper mine with yours? keeper? It's it's a it's a Deirdre. Lisa Frank trapper keeper. Mr. Cyril Deidre. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, with the shrine of Deidre with the hologram of her, just like his made face. out of blue and chewing he starts, gum. He starts caressing it. He's just like this. We'll be together soon. And it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you're all get a life. Uh, also, there's death sticks as well. Yes. Yes. Or there's more ties that just shoot out of your shirt like a weird <laughs> Just a different seatbelt buckle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or it's a sewing kit for all of the, uh, <laughs> the stuff he's getting altered. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's, it's one. <laughs> the box itself is one of those tin cookie boxes that you store sewing yes, materials in. The blue one. And he just edits it's all just of awful. his all of his games. Yeah. A jar of all of his past toenails. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Every toenail he's ever clipped no. his entire life. Now we understand why his mom, why he didn't want his mom to see that. I can't believe you went into my special box. What? You're saving those. Mom, my toenails. I know I'm so insecure about my feet. I was saving Stop. those tabs, Mom. Or to bring it full, full circle. Oh, God. It's a lock of Deidre's hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's got to go full Charlie's Angels. I'm telling you, he is hair guy. He's already there. Um, all right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a... Uh, I've been trying to make these shorter, but this was such a good conversation. And we just, yeah, we just had to keep going. Um, so let's, let's go around one last time. We'll give, you know, any final thoughts, any things that we missed, any honorable mentions, um, you know, what you think might come next. Um, and then also mm -hmm. let us know once again, where we can find you and your awesome content. Uh, we'll go to K first. Uh, so I am K Stanzi. Uh, my channel is all about dunking on toxic fans and toxic <laughs> creators that uh, tell dumb things like why is there activism in Star Wars when there's clearly never been activism in Star Wars before. Um, and I tell them that they're really stupid and wrong and should do better. Um, I think that Endor is turning out amazing. Um, I'm very heavily invested and I'm excited to see what they bring into the finale because I'm so impressed by the amount of deep political conversation and subtext mm -hmm. that they've already included mm -hmm. um, and allegories to historical events and, and pure fascism. It's really mind boggling mm -hmm. that you can go to a Disney park that is the same franchise and get yourself a stormtrooper helmet and not have an ounce of irony about it. No other franchise can do that but Star Wars. You heard it. You heard it here. You heard never buy a full fascist armor. You heard it here first. Full fascist armor. No one bats an eye. No one. No other franchise can do that. Jesus. Yeah. How about you, Sue? Yeah, so you can find me at Sue's Theories, um, S-U-S Theories, both on TikTok and Twitter. Um, I mostly do live reactions to shows that I'm watching, um, crazy theories that I think of as I'm watching, 
And then I've also been posting uh, the earrings that I'm making. I need to do better at that. Um, but yeah, final thoughts on Andor. Um, I've been loving it. I mean, the just everything about it, the the commentary, the layers, the the grayness of everything that's going on, the realness of showing how like the actual rebellion is forming and the fact that it's not this idealized good versus bad um, that we've previously seen, but they're really like digging in and showing all of these characters in, in different lights. Um, and so I'm really, really enjoying that. Uh, what I would like to continue seeing, I mean, just the showrunners are doing such a good job. I don't want to place like any expectations, but I do still want to see what's going to happen with that manifesto uh, that we yeah. that we saw previously, because like that has to play a role. It can't just be like a throwaway thing that they've included. Um, and I want to see, you know, the characters that are part of the rebellion, you know, having to face those moral questions, like Mon Mothma having to do that right now and continue to see that. Um, and actually, like, you know, instead of just, and, and Saw Gerrera as well, instead of just being very, like, against working with other people, actually being open and, and seeing, okay, well, you know, maybe things do have to change in order for things to work out overall, because um, everybody right now is very siloed. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're, we're getting there. I'm just really curious to see how that's going to play out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Chillin, you, I am you not bring... on YouTube, by the way. Uh, only on TikTok. You you bringing up the manifesto though, I know I said all those things about Cyril, but I kind of want him to get the manifesto after he gets like crazy, radicalized oh. and like oh. like like jaded by the Empire's unwillingness and then misinterpret the whole someone. thing. Yeah, most likely. But you hilarious. just completely yeah. take it the opposite direction of what that it was be, intended for. That would be great. Uh, yeah. Last last but not least, Luke with the Pod Wands. Uh, you guys can follow us at the pod ones pretty much on all of our social medias now. Uh, I just want more awesome content. So just play uh, Bo Durnham. Daddy made you some content. <laughs> that's literally that's literally me with everything that's been coming out. Because, I mean, we're getting, we have, what, four more weeks of Andor. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got all six episodes of Tales. We've got Mando dropping in February, apparently. So we're going to get a trailer in, yeah. on Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, we just And we got Bad Batch. I mean, mm -hmm. right now it is just going to be a full steam ahead with Star Wars. So and much. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, all of our content gets seen for a lot of these other shows because mm -hmm. we're mainly a Star Wars channel and Star Wars ain't our best stuff, but hopefully that changes. Yeah. Awesome. We got, we'll definitely, you know, follow the, the pod ones and, and join the pod ones server. It's multi-fandom. There's a lot of cool people yep. in there. Um, and yeah, it's a great place to hang out. Um, for, for me, uh, I, I guess, man, like you said, golden age of content. And I'm happy to be able to hang out here with, with you guys. Um, I think this is uh, Sue's first time on the High Ground podcast, mm -hmm. but we did hang out on Dyad. Kay, yeah. this is our first time being able to talk. Uh, Luke's an old friend. It's awesome to be able to connect and have these conversations where, I mean, not, we don't always agree, but it's just, we just have fun. Um, what are you talking also, about? We always agree, Chaco. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing people in the chat here. Uh, Young, uh, who's going to be coming on next week. 
yes. chilling in the basement. Uh, Jay Kelly, Isaac Church, Polk Nation, uh, Died in the Forest, Saint Pat. Um, just you know, it always end up being with a stacked and, and really um, positive people um, in in the chat. So I always appreciate that. The show Andor, the way they're rashing up the 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 tension, it feels like those videos where people keep putting rubber bands on a watermelon and you're like, like, and then the next week happens. You're like, it's another one, but it hasn't popped yet. And then <laughs> yeah. like, it's mm-hmm. another one. And I'm like, I'm starting to get stressed out. <laughs> but the DVD yeah. logo, um, <laughs> the DVD oh, logo, oh, that oh, oh, around, it gets so yes, close. It? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the anticipation. So I, <laughs> yeah, so I I can't wait, and that's why I'm I'm I do have trouble making any predictions because I couldn't have predicted where we are now, oh, and yeah. it's great. Um, next mm-hmm. episode, there there will be a prison break. Uh, well, we'll just I think that's a pretty <laughs> safe bet. But I am happy to continue to watch these these rubber bands be added. Um, I just mm-hmm. pray that the watermelon breaks before the show ends. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> <I'm pissed. laughs> um, anyways, that is all for now. Thank everyone for for coming out. You will all be invited back again. But um, sure yeah, Thank great you. time to be a fan. <laughs> Thank you so be much. With you always. <laughs>